Hello, everyone, and welcome back to season four of the Living Easy with Lindsay podcast. I am so excited to be back. You guys have no idea how much I have missed this, although my time away has been very refreshing, good for my soul, and really just gives me the drive and the energy to come back ready to go and just eager to chat about all the things. I do have a bit of a sinus infection, so forgive me for sounding super nasally. I have been sick for about a month and a half and I'm currently on antibiotics, but I don't know what else to do. So I am doing my best and hope that y'all still want to listen to me, even though I sound like this. But I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been reaching out and asking when the podcast is coming back. It makes me feel so excited to see people's faces along with their words and just knowing that y'all are listening and you're eagerly awaiting for the podcast to come back. It just means the world to me. Today, I am just introducing season four. To be super honest with you, I don't actually know what season this is, but it felt like a season four. I've always been, you know, a little just fly by the seat of my pants. And so it feels like a season four. And we're just going to call it that because that's okay. But we have so many amazing interviews for you guys and really, really sweet conversations with people that I spoke with and have actually become really good friends with over the summer, having the opportunity to talk with them and get to know more about them just based off of one conversation on the podcast. So it's such a connecting thing and it's so heartwarming to me and so enlightening. I feel like I'm always learning. I'm always being challenged and I don't feel like I ever speak with anyone where I walk away feeling like I didn't gain anything, which is just so refreshing and just reminds me that God is behind this and Jesus sees this podcast, but more than that, he sees you and your need and your love for him and he so desires to pour into you and to just fill your heart and soul. So today I wanted to talk about a morning routine. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I have never had a morning routine and I am literally the worst, you guys. I'm the worst at structure. I'm the worst at planning. I I just like spontaneity. I like fun and adventure and I like doing really intense work in moments of time and then I have weeks where I don't want to do any of that work. But I have found that since my boys went back to school, my morning routine has been really effective and helpful for the way that I start my day. My husband has been telling me this for the past 11 years. He's been encouraging me time and time again to get my morning routine. But to be honest, I feel like this is the type of thing just like working out or getting in God's word or building community, it's not something you're going to do until you really realize how much you need it. So my moment of clarity was last year. I guess I would say it was a year of clarity where I had a lot of work. I was very, very busy. Jesse was taking on the role of stay-at-home dad. We had kind of switched over our traditional roles and it was really cool for our family However, what I found was that it made me kind of lazy in the mornings. It gave me the freedom because I was working on my phone to wake up and be like, okay, I'm posting. And so I'm posting not only for myself, but I have multiple social media clients that I manage their accounts. So posting for them and I would find excuses that grew and grew and grew over time to not really be a part of the morning with my family. So conviction set in 
And for a good amount of time, honestly, I don't think I was extremely obedient to that conviction. Even in the mornings when I would go out, I wasn't fully present. I was overwhelmed. I was frustrated. And I felt myself like losing these really, really important moments with my family because of my selfishness or my exhaustion. And a lot of my exhaustion stemmed from feeling really creative at night and working from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. and then obviously feeling tired. So I share this not as someone who has it all together. I share this as usual, right guys? Uh, what, What do I have together? But I share this as someone who is working towards something that is very difficult for me but has great and abundant fruit that goes along with it. I've been working on some projects lately that have really been encouraging and challenging and convicting. And so much of the foundation of those projects and what Jesus has been teaching me is that the uncomfortable almost always makes us better. It's really easy to justify why we don't go into those uncomfortable situations or why we don't create those uncomfortable routines. And we can just make excuse after excuse after excuse. But as I've said many times, I begin with the end. And so how do I want to feel at the end of my life? I don't want to feel like I was a distant mom. I don't want to regret not being present for my boys in the mornings, giving them kisses goodbye, saying, you know, making their lunches, writing cute little notes in their lunch and sending them on their way. I I know, I know with all of my heart that if that didn't change now, like it, I'm forcing it to change, I would have regretted that in the future. And so Whatever that is for you. Maybe it's not a morning routine. Most of my friends are so good about their mornings and I envy and admire them. So if you're that person, I just love you to pieces and I think that you're doing great. And for those of you who don't have a morning routine, I also think you're doing great, but let's fight for it because there are so many scientific reasons for us to get up in the morning with the sun essentially and to start our day that way not only helps immensely with our depression, mental health, anxiety, which all things I've struggled with. If you haven't heard those episodes, feel free to go back. I talk in depth about my personal depression struggles. Here is one thing that has been mind-blowing to me, you guys, and this is so silly maybe, but when I don't want to wake up and I force myself to put my bare feet on the floor, sometimes that's all we can do. I've talked about this before, but I will literally roll over put my bare feet on the floor and just sit there and pray. And it energizes me to get up. And the same with exercise. When all I want to do is lay in bed and watch a show, but I get down on the floor and I start doing my Pilates or my weights, I realize how energized I am after that. So I'm not energized going into it. I'm not energized going outside in the morning. I'm not energized working out in the evening. But when I'm finished with it, I am energized to do more things, to be more productive, to finish that laundry or clean up the closet. That was just such a mindset shift for me. So maybe you need to hear that today. The things that you feel like you have no energy for, do them anyway. Try them, even if you only give yourself 10 minutes and feel and sense how you are energized by doing that thing. As I get into this, I just want to share a few things that I have been doing. This is based on other people's patterns that I admire, people I love, and the things that they do. You guys know I'm always, always asking questions and learning from people because I want to see, you know, if somebody does a morning well, I want to know why and how. If somebody really, really has a strong prayer life, I want to know how. So I ask questions. 
We're never, ever, ever too old to ask questions. And our pride should never keep us from asking questions either because that really distances us not only from God and just wisdom that he can pour in through other people, but also from growth. So I am going to share the things that I, as a chaotic, non-morning person, the things that I've been doing to make myself more of a morning person, to pour into my babies in the morning before they go to school, to pour into myself and my heart and my husband in the mornings and to just allow it to be a sweet time instead of a, a time that I absolutely dread because that's really what it used to feel like. I'd wake up, I'd feel depressed, I'd feel like I didn't want to get out of bed. Sometimes I would lie there scrolling, quote unquote, working for hours. And I recently explained that I got off Zoloft. And I just want to share that because I will say that I have had very, very minimal days, very minimal, since I got off my Zoloft where I have felt depressed. But I have also stuck with this routine every single day. And I will tell you guys that the days where I slack, I feel it. I feel the heaviness, the blanket of heaviness of feeling like I just want to be in bed. I don't want to do anything. And it is just absolutely beautiful proof to me that God uses his creation and his people to help us to feel whole and to remove a lot of those struggles that we face. Not to say that everybody can be healed by this. There was a season where I could not be and I needed medication and that's totally okay. But let's just get started on the things that I am doing in my morning routine. Number one is getting up earlier than usual. I am somebody who usually gets up at like <laughs> nine o'clock, 8.30, it depends if I can. But with the boys, it's usually around like eight o'clock. So what I did is I started pushing it back by 15 minutes. That way it didn't feel like this massive jump. You know, we always do that black and white of, okay, if I'm going to start getting up early, then I'm setting my alarm for five o'clock every morning. You are destined to fail if you don't make those small changes. It's like that book, Atomic Habits. If you haven't read it, it's phenomenal. But it talks about those small changes, the small increments. So I started pushing back by 10, 15 minutes. And I would usually let that last for almost a week and then a following week. And I did this during the summer. And as I started doing it, it felt so much easier each time. And the beauty was is that I felt more tired at night because I was forcing myself to wake up earlier. But I was also doing more things during the day that utilized my energy that helped me to feel more tired at night. So I started waking up a little bit earlier, which allows for a peaceful and uninterrupted start to the day, especially if you wake up before the kids, which is still my goal. Usually we wake up around the same time. But I noticed that the stress from the rushing in the mornings is one of the most common frustrations in families. And so if you are one of those people who can be a morning person, or if you're one of those people who's willing to seek out discipline, like I'm attempting to do, I encourage trying to do even 15 to 20 minutes before your kids wake up. And so that's what I've been working on. And even in the mornings when I know they need to get their clothes on, they need to get their stuff, they're getting a little bit older, I, as soon as I open my eyeballs, put my feet on the ground, and I've been grabbing my Bible from my bedside table and walking directly to my backyard. So that is my step two. So getting up early. Secondly is reading the Bible outside. Getting outside in the morning, reading your Bible inside is great. That's great. But let me tell you something. Being in the sunlight, that exposure is life-changing. And I mean, it's scientifically proven to really, really impact your 
life and your day because exposure to natural light in the morning helps to regulate your body's circadian rhythm, which then leads to you sleeping better and just overall well-being as a whole. It also increases your vitamin D. Sunlight is a natural source of vitamin D, which is essential for your bone health and immune functions and reduces inflammation. And again, the vitamin D also improves your sleep. So you really cannot lose. Another thing I do when I take my Bible outside into the sunshine is I always ensure that I am barefoot. Now, I will tell you, I am the furthest thing from a hippie or even a naturopath. Okay, all of my friends are (laughs) naturopaths. They drink kombucha. They are all organic, everything. Again, I'm learning from them, but there are parts of my life where I'm like, oh, I am not quite there yet, guys. I love it. I love it. And I'm learning, but not quite there. But let me tell you that getting outside and grounding myself, and it's literally called grounding, which is walking barefoot on natural surfaces like my grass or my concrete or even like a little bit of dirt, it enhances your connection to creation. And this is God's creation. So it's not hippie talk, right? This is God's creation that he has made. And you're connecting yourself outside with that creation. And it is proven study after study has shown to reduce feelings of anxiety. So you have the sunlight exposure that's boosting your mood because it's increasing the release of serotonin, which is associated with just feelings of well-being. It's increasing your vitamin D. And then you're also reducing levels of anxiety and stress by grounding yourself. I am not out here for a long time. I go for maybe 10 to 15 minutes while the boys get dressed. They get their stuff on. They brush their teeth. They come downstairs. Then I get up as soon as they come downstairs and I'll go in with them and start helping with breakfast and getting ready for the day. And as I read and as I pray, I feel myself just setting my heart for the day, preparing myself, getting into a posture of worship and of prayer and of honoring God above myself man, that selfishness in the morning for me is real. And so getting to a place where I'm setting my eyes on something other than my needs and my wants is so freeing. It feels like it would do the opposite, right? Like, no, I need me time. I need self-care time. And I've talked about that on the podcast. But in reality, we really just need Jesus. We need our eyes on Jesus. And when we do that, we find freedom because we're no longer so focused on ourselves then we can walk in the door and not always, right? We're still going to have days when we have bad moods, but I walk inside and love on my babies. And even if they're grumpy as heck and they stress me out because I am overstimulated, I will turn on some music. Usually we do classical piano on the Alexa because it's soothing or we'll do some worship. 10,000 Reasons is their favorite song. We listen to it on repeat all the time. Yes, I Will by Vertical Worship is also a great one. But we'll listen and then come in. That is the beginning of my morning. And again, that is 10 to 15 minutes. If I have longer, that's wonderful. But I don't pressure myself to do that. I tend to spend a little bit more time in the Word in the afternoon while the boys are away. So next, what I have learned and one of the greatest changes I've made to my diet, and I learned this from my sweet friend Haley here in Tennessee, is to never have my coffee before I have food. I am not a breakfast person. I don't like I don't like many breakfast foods. So I would always start my morning with my coffee. I love coffee and I relied on my coffee so much more than I should have. 
And so I switched this. And one of the main reasons for me was that I was feeling pretty high levels of anxiety throughout the day. And it was obviously you're starting your morning super caffeinated. But as I talked to Haley and as I started doing more research, I found that coffee actually temporarily raises your blood sugar levels, which especially when it's consumed on an empty stomach. And so that spike in your blood sugar leads to feelings of jitteriness and increased hunger, which you probably have felt if you drink a lot of coffee. It can suppress your appetite or it can make you feel super hungry. So instead of eating a balanced meal in the morning, you're really just destabilizing your blood sugar levels, which is not good for your body. I also learned that coffee can interfere with the absorption of certain minerals like calcium and iron. And when you have food in your stomach, it helps to mitigate that interference so that you're getting the proper minerals in your body. So those are just things that I've learned. And it's been really helpful for me to feel a little bit more in control of my body in the morning, which has been really nice. And so I have been substituting that because I do like to have something to drink in the morning. And again, I don't typically eat right away. I've been having lemon water, which it's just my jam. I love lemon water all day, every day. But that actually lemon water stabilizes your blood sugar levels, preventing those mood swings and that irritability. It also provides vitamin C, which supports your immune system and I try to eat like two boiled eggs with some tahini. If you guys know what tahini is, it's my husband says it's just salt with a little bit of like lime. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Not super great for sodium levels, but I love it. So I eat my two boiled eggs with tahini, like rolled all in the tahini, and then my lemon water, and then I'll have usually like another side of protein, like chicken sausage or something. That obviously with the food and the healthy proteins helps to fuel your body and brain. And this isn't something I'm super like a huge advocate on is eating breakfast every day. It's not something I've ever done. I've done fasting quite intensively and have always felt okay with it. So you obviously listen to your body, but these are just things I've noticed that have helped me. Next, I will get my boys ready. I have noticed that in the mornings they can get pretty chaotic and a little hyper. So I was getting really overwhelmed, really overstimulated. And they listened to the Alexa. So I started putting in headphones. And I keep it low enough that obviously I can hear them while I'm packing lunches and writing their little notes that I put in their lunches every day. And But it helps to just calm my senses a little bit and get to that point. A lot of the time I listen to podcasts. I've never been a podcast listener. Don't judge me. I've actually never really listened to podcasts at all. Um, I'm definitely more of a music person, even though I'm really not even much of a music person. So typically I'm just in my head because I have so many voices, (laughs) so many voices and thoughts going on. I don't have time for something else. But when I'm adding two little boys screaming and wrestling, those voices cannot be added or I will lose my mind. So I've been putting in headphones, listening to some music really, really helps my day. Next, I drive my boys to school. And I find that getting outside and breaking up my morning routine a little bit by driving with that change of scenery and the social interaction, even with other parents or just literally waving hello in the pickup line, can really help to boost my mood. And it prevents those feelings of isolation and monotony that can really come, especially as a stay-at-home mom or working mom. I envy 
my husband sometimes. He's doing real estate here in Nashville now. If y'all need anybody, any help in Franklin or Spring Hill or Nashville, we would love to help you. It'd be a huge blessing. But I envy, like he gets to go out and talk to people and look at these amazing homes. And I find that it's not that I envy him going out and doing those things. It's the social interaction and breaking things up. And so I'll go to a coffee shop or even if I don't take my boys around, this may be crazy, but if I don't take them to school, sometimes I'll literally just drive for like five minutes. Maybe I'll go get a coffee or maybe I'll literally just drive around my neighborhood and get that like sense of accomplishment or sense of activity maybe that helps to combat any negative effects of prolonged sitting or kind of just isolation and being alone in my home. And it's been really helpful. Then I have been doing cold showers. So this is if I need to shower in the morning. Sometimes I shower at night, but I don't do a cold shower the entire time, guys. I can't handle it. Jesse does it. My boys do it. I know it's so good for your body. I can't do it. So I do a warm shower for about three quarters of my shower. And the last quarter of my shower, I will put it to as cold as I possibly can handle. I'm working on getting it completely freezing cold, (laughs) but for now I am doing the best that I can. Uh, But that cold exposure is so beneficial for our bodies. You've probably seen people doing the ice baths and all of that. And I have found not only does it help me to just kind of jolt, (laughs) it jolts you awake a little bit and gets you to a point where you're like, ready for the day, but it also has so many positive health benefits. It can stimulate your blood circulation as your body works to maintain its core temperature. So essentially it improves your overall cardiovascular health, which is very important for women, but especially for men. It reduces your inflammation, which is associated with chronic diseases, which obviously you guys see athletes doing this. They take their ice baths and stuff as well. Um, pain relief, which I don't have a lot of pain, but I do work out pretty consistently now. And so muscle soreness, it really helps. It also helps to boost your immune system um, by increasing production of your immune cells and improving their activity. And then of course it increases your energy and alertness. So those are all physical benefits from something as silly as 15 minutes, 10 minutes of a cold shower. Um, And then also it reduces stress, it improves resilience, and it enhances your mood and can even give you better sleep, which obviously this is what I'm looking for. So I keep going back to things that give me better sleep because it regulates your body's circadian rhythm, just like going outside in the sunshine. So this is basically it. And I know it sounds like a lot as I say it on a podcast, but if you envision me opening my eyeballs, putting my feet on the floor, walking outside into my backyard, sitting on my little egg chair on the patio, reading my Bible for 10 to 15 minutes, coming in, getting the kids ready, dropping them off at school, eating an egg, and then taking a shower, or maybe the shower comes first, just depends on the day. But that's really it. Usually it's a one hour process, one hour, 15 minutes maybe. And it changes the entire trajectory of my day. So I need to do a nighttime routine as well, which I'll have to give to you guys because that is much different and something I've been working on. I actually work out at night. So that's been an adjustment for me, trying to kind of figure out if that's beneficial or not. I think the biggest thing I would say, and the reason I'm sharing this is because I went through a very, very deep season of depression to the point where I had very intense suicidal thoughts. This was not long ago either. Um, I was you know, even texting, calling my very, very close family members to tell them like, hey, I'm not doing okay. Like I'm, I'm feeling really, really, really broken. 
And my family has been so amazing. Jesse's been so amazing. But this routine alone, I will say 90% of my struggles, by the time I'm done with that morning routine, I feel like Lindsay again. Even if I open my eyeballs and like don't want to live that day, which happens. And I don't know where that comes from. You know, I think that it's definitely a chemical imbalance in my brain and hormonal and man, my period sure has something to do with it. But also, I was not living in a functional way. I was not living in a way that enhanced my mood. I was not living in a way that bettered my life. I was slothing through the day and we know how much the Bible talks about being a sloth. I was justifying it because I'm working from my computer. and But then the whole day passes by without doing anything truly productive, seeing people connecting, um, getting outside, taking a walk, which are things I do throughout the day. And I just feel so much better. And so I felt a little bit irresponsible talking about my Zoloft come off, I guess, when I started tapering off because I felt like I got a lot of questions like, oh, should I get off of it? You know, and I don't think that's the case. I don't think that people should get off of it if they don't think that they should get off of it, if they don't feel ready. That is a decision between you and your therapist or your counselor and your doctor. Don't do that because someone else is doing it. I did it because I felt like, okay, I'm ready. I've started this routine. I've been consistent in it. I am feeling better. Even on my bad days, they don't feel as bad. And I had this consistency and just getting in God's word and feeling that sense of freedom and relief and joy and just knowing like, okay, Lord, there is something to this. I felt okay to taper off and I've been doing well. It wasn't easy tapering off. That was bizarre. But where I'm at now, I just feel so much better. And so I wanted to share that with you, that maybe you don't struggle with depression or anxiety, but maybe your mornings suck and they're just hard. My biggest encouragement, and you can do this right along with me because I'm working toward it, is to get up a little bit early, 30 to 45 minutes earlier than everyone, and take these little steps to really just transition the way that your home feels because your children feel the weight of what you feel in the morning. Your husband or wife feels the weight that you feel in the morning. And if you're not taking the reins of that, if you're not doing what you can to get that under control because you're angry or you're frustrated or you're exhausted because you stayed up too late or you had too many drinks, like take responsibility for the things that you're doing and how it's impacting your family and choose differently. And that was the conversation I had to have with myself time and time again. And I didn't listen. I wasn't obedient to that conviction quickly enough, honestly. But now that I'm working toward it, again, I don't have perfect days, but I'm working toward it. And I sense this change in my home. And I know my family feels it too. And so I don't know if that's a great (laughs) series opener, but it just, I was like, Lord, what do you want me to talk about this time? And so I'm talking about it. It's been really impactful for me. And so I pray it's impactful for you. I pray that you guys have had just the most amazing summer or going back to school. Maybe it's just really refreshing to you to have some time to yourself. I'm always praying for the listeners of this podcast. I have a map where I'm able to see where everybody listens from. And so I spend a lot of time praying over those spots and um, just praying that Jesus will really, really reach into your hearts and challenge and love and fill you with your purpose and with 
the identity that you have in him, knowing that nothing else in this world can shake you when he has you because he loves you, he sees you, he values you. And what a gift that is. Everything else is just a bonus, right? Like that's the greatest gift of all. And so I pray that we soak that in. I pray that we fight for growth and betterment. And that's what this whole season is about, is just challenging ourselves, being more self-aware, examining our hearts, loving Jesus enough to say, okay, God, settling in my life isn't working anymore. I'm not going to do it. I'm done. I'm ready to move forward. And I'm going to make some changes. And so I pray that this new season allows you to do that. If you haven't yet subscribed, please click subscribe. You'll just be notified when there's a new episode, no spam or anything crazy. If you haven't had a chance to rate and review the podcast, guys, it means so much to me. I read those regularly, (laughs) pretty much weekly, that if you've been just impacted or if you have even a few words to say, if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing, it means so much, not only to my heart, but also to this ministry and the ability to keep doing this. So I love you all. And I'm so excited for what this season has. If you have any topic ideas that maybe we can fit in, we have pretty much everything recorded and set. But if there's anything you want us to fit in, make sure to DM me at Living Easy with Lindsay. Follow along as I share clips from the episodes on my reels and on my stories. And if there's any questions you have about an episode, feel free to reach out. I do my best to get back to you. May not be in a super timely manner because I do get quite a few messages, but I would love to chat when I can. So I love you guys. I am so excited for next week and the week after and the week after and all these amazing conversations that will grow your heart, grow your mind, and help you to want to be better. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next week.